0: Like our content? It's funded by viewers like you. Please consider becoming a sustaining supporter of New Church Live today.
1: Yeah, listen to Chuck. He's he's directing you in a good way. Hey everybody, my name is Curtis. Welcome to New Church Live. Today's talk is called, The Easiest Way to Understand Who Jesus Is. I feel like we got to figure this, the Jesus thing out. We just did. There was this whole season. I don't know if you noticed that it came and went, but it's called Christmas. And you know that's named after Jesus Christ. I don't know why they do that. Christmas wouldn't wouldn't work. That we're all talking. We're all. Jesus has a huge impact on our life, and we know. Like, if you look at like what's what's Christmas time all about, you know it's about love, and it's about something good. And if, if it's like we're together, that feels like. Christmas, so that's good. And I know that God is, is good in His love, but there's this, like, unnecessary – or not unnecessary, but there's this complexity that can kind of form this um, barrier to us really being into it, which is like, I, yeah, I love you, God, or, or do I love you, Jesus, or I love you both. What, what's the difference? Who, who is Jesus? I get that Jesus was a baby and, and grew up, and that's cute, and, and I, I like that story. I feel like the older I get, the more moved I am by that nativity story. Like, yeah, just this little baby didn't even have God Himself is is here, but they didn't even have room. Like, they there was nowhere for him to go, so they had to. It gets powerful, but but I don't. Who is that? What are we talking about? Who is Jesus? And I think if you if you were to say, what's the easiest way to understand Jesus to a lot of people in uh, traditional Christianity they might say, well, Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Son of God. There. That's pretty easy. The Son of God. Okay, so there's God, who's the main one. And then it's some, he's got a son. It's like, hey, my boy, here you are. But if you read the Bible, if you read the New Testament, the dynamic between Jesus and God, there's something else going on. It's not just like a father and a son. Something has to be different. For example, and I love this, this is from the Gospel of John. And this is a guy named Philip, who's one of the disciples, is talking to Jesus. And they've heard Jesus kind of talk about there's a father and he's the son. And so, like I would probably ask, Philip says, Philip said to him, "'Lord, show us the Father.'" And it is sufficient for us. Hey, you're, I heard your dad is famous. Can you show us him? Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So, how can you say, Show us the Father? So, I love that because it makes me think, Oh, you, the person who's right in front of me, Jesus, you're the one, you're God. That's not how it works with fathers and sons. Because I I know this, because I am a son. Like, I have a father. And this this is a picture of my father. John Childs. He's great. And there he is. Look at him, man. He just, like, hiked up a giant mountain. It's amazing. Um, He works at a company that's called Molex. And I don't know what they do. They do a ton of stuff. They make He used to be making, designing car parts, and now he does micro circuit board something. I don't know what that is, but I know that you have to know what you're doing to be there. If we were to follow this same dynamic, you think about if he had an important presentation to his group or the board of Mueller. I don't know, somebody, and they were all in a Zoom call, and they all showed up, and they were expecting John Childs, my dad, to tell them about how something was doing. And I said instead, hey, it's me, Curtis. I'm the one who's in this Zoom call. And the people that are there might say, where are you? Uh, who is this? They might not say, where are you? They, who is this? And I would say, well, I'm, I'm Curtis. John Childs is my dad. And they'd say, okay, well, that's great. I don't know how you got the access code to get in here, but you need, it needs to be your dad. Your dad is the one that works here. And I would say, hey, listen, how can you say you want to see my dad? Don't you know that if you've seen me, you've seen my dad? That's not how it works. That's not how it works. There's something else going on here. Jesus is more connected to the Father. It's something different than. It's not just a Father or Son. That's not the easiest way to understand Jesus. It doesn't make sense. This is another place in the Gospel of John where the the plot thickens. And this is when he's talking to people about the miracles that he does. And he says, but if I do them, them being the miracles, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. I love my dad, but I'm not in him. I don't even know where he is right now. I don't know if he's watching this right now. Dad? So, what is it? How can it be that there's Jesus who can be right in front of you? And yet, if you've seen him, you've seen the Father. And he's in the Father, and the Father is in him. Well, do you want to know what the answer is? Okay. I right, the eyes have it. This is from Secrets of Heaven. And it's a full slide of text. Are you ready? Let's go. <clears throat> this is a simple version. The infinite reality, which is Jehovah, so the, the unknowable, the God, this huge, important thing, never could have been revealed to humankind. It's us, except through a human nature. So never, we never could have got what was going on, except through a human nature, that is, except through the Lord. And that, the Lord, that is the term Swedenborg uses for Jesus. Actually, it was a common practice in his time, Jesus. The divine, so why? Why did the Jesus thing happen? The divine sought a way to be present with humankind and to connect with us, even though we had completely alienated ourselves from it. As we surrendered to concerns centered purely on the body and the world." So we were selfish and materialistic, and that turned us away from God, and God was like, I need to, I need to repair this relationship. I, can I, I need to do it through this. And you know, in, in Christmas movies, it's always, yeah, why, why is Ebenezer Scrooge, why does he need to get reformed? You know, I'm going to talk about the Christmas Carol every talk if I can. Why does He need to get Reformed? Because He's selfish, He's materialistic, and we know that that's against the Spirit of Christmas, which is, let remember, Jesus Christ. For this purpose, then, it, the divine, the unknowable divine, put on a human nature itself in a tangible way by being born so that the infinite divine would be able to form a connection with humankind despite our dif- distance from it. So there you go. That's the easy way to understand Jesus. I'll see you guys next time. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I even understand what that means. I mean, I can get some of it. I know what infinite means, but it still doesn't really answer to me the question of, who is Jesus? What is that? This person that I'm thinking about. I hear these stories about, you know, it's like footprints. That poem, you got footprints in the sand, and it's. I, I get the idea of oh, Jesus is carrying you when, when you need it. I get that. I, I don't really get this. So I think, and this is this is um, my humble opinion. So you can you can take it or leave it. But I think that. The easiest way to understand this, and the easiest way to understand Jesus, is that it is kind of like um, this. That is what is going on with the whole God Jesus thing, and we're gonna I'm gonna explain what I mean by that after this song. So, start to let that say. How is God? How is Jesus like a game of peekaboo? Okay.
0: I'm raising the veil. Separation, no distance at all. God is right here in my heart. God is right here in my heart. God is right here in my heart. I'm raising. at all, God is right here in my heart, God is right here in my heart, God is right here in my heart, I'm raising the veil, I want to know you, oh God. separation no distance at all God is right here in my heart God is right here in my heart God is right here in my heart I'm raising the veil God is right right here in my heart. God is right here in my heart. I'm raising
1: So, I love that song. I love that song choice, because it's like God's right here in my heart. That's what we're trying to do here, because if you don't understand something, it's very hard to feel it in your heart. There's all this advice that they give to brands. If you're you're trying to make a brand that people want to buy stuff from, people have to identify with you. People have to feel something, and if you're confusing or they don't get what you are, they're not gonna identify with you. There's not gonna be that connection. So if, if who God is, is confusing and weird, it's not gonna be right here in our hearts. That's why it's worth it to figure out, who is this, what, what is the Jesus thing? What's that about? As I said, I think that it's, it's about this which, uh, the, the um, peekaboo game, which the peekaboo game, that that mom would not do that to another grown-up. This whole, like, huh, think if you came over to say hi to me, and I was like, here I am. Did you think I was gone for a second? But the baby loves it. So she is acting a, a certain way that's kind of, it's different how than how she would normally act, because that's the way that the baby can connect with her. We act, we have a different self that we put on when we're interacting with little babies. I have proof of this. I'm actually going um, to try out a joke on you guys. Like I have some comedy material, I'll move my stool, that's what comedians do. I have uh, some comedy that, that I've been working on, and I, I want to try it on you, okay? Here we go. So, pretend I just walked up on the stage. Boogity, 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 boo. How was that? Was that good? I did, I'm like, I'm hearing uproarious laughter. Okay, so, as maybe not what well, you would think, oh, that's the best joke that he could have. But there was a setting in which that joke totally killed that that was the first thing that made my daughter ever laugh. And I have proof of that, because here's here's a video of that moment happening. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes. And we were—it oh, was so cool. Like this is the this is the same exact toy. We found it right before this. Um, everything about that joke—the the repetition. How many of you by the end of that video were like, "Oh, is he going to do it again? He, wait, why didn't they edit this clip a little earlier? We get it by now." But but for Sydney, she's like, this, "Yeah, let's do it again." And with a pause, "No, you're doing it again." So that was—I could have—I could have been like, "Okay, Sydney." Um, a horse and a donkey walk into a bar, nothing. Would have done nothing. But that was, in the, in, you become somebody different to interface with a, a little baby. Another thing that we do, so that's one thing, is we, we get sillier and, and simpler, and we try to interact there. Another thing that I, I don't know if you all do, but I think it's pretty common, is we change our voices. I, 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 again, I have proof of this. I didn't even really realize, but when I look back at videos of When my daughter was young, um, I talk way different to her. And I sort of knew I was, but I didn't realize how much of a voice I put on. So, this, I'm gonna show you one more clip. Uh, This is me. She used to have this phase, I don't know if you remember this, Cindy, but when she would growl a lot. She was this tiny little, like, one year old girl, and she just, just over and over, just growling. It was, I loved it. And, um, in this clip, it doesn't even matter what I'm saying. I'm just like, wait, what are you, what are you getting in me in trouble for? But listen to the, listen to the tone of my voice as I'm talking to her. Okay, this is the last clip. Hey, <laughs> do to go into the Whoa! <laughs> oh, you want to give me kind of for what? For what? For what, junkie? For what, junkie? Where, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> For what? I didn't do anything. You
1: that money? For what? I didn't do anything. So, different voice, different jokes, doing things like peekaboo. Um, we act differently around babies and little kids. And what's going on there is we are adapting ourselves to be something that they can feel comfortable around, something that they can understand. She wouldn't have understood if I went, did some long joke but do a setup and a punchline, she could understand the rattling. We're doing something, I'm trying to make it so that I'm not scary to her. That's why I'm talking in that silly little voice. We adapt this whole thing. So if you've got yourself as this, like, there's the unknowable adult who is over here, has got a bunch of stuff and characteristics that aren't going to mean anything to that baby or aren't going to connect with the baby or are going to scare the baby. or so. That's that. But then you've got this adapted personality. That's the mom doing the peek a That's making that voice. That's thinking, okay, how can I talk to this little baby? What kind of things would this little kid understand? What can I say to them? And that allows us to interact with the child. So, it's like we read in that quote before that the infinite God wanted to come and interact with us finite human beings to establish a relationship with us. Well, it's like I had, I had an infinity when Sydney was two. You know, I had this amazing stuff that I did, like the W-2s. I had to think about taxes and the uh, electricity bill and car inspection. Also, stuff like the food pyramid… Like, this. sorry, this is why I can't give you more sugar right now because you've got to understand carbohydrates. and, and uh. She doesn't understand that. I have this infinity out there about long-term health and all that stuff. Probability. Like, if, if, if um, she's going to ask, like, do, you know, is, is this thing going to happen to us, this bad thing? No, it's not. I mean, sure, there's an infinitesimally small percentage, but we can't live our lives in fear based on that. She can't understand that. I just have to say, no, no, it's not going to happen. That's not going to happen to us. There is this infinity in me, a lot of which would be boring to her, a lot of which she wouldn't understand, but I can take it down into this persona that when I'm interacting, if she asks me certain questions, I respond as this persona would, as the dad as you know, would. Okay, well, I'll say this, I'll say that, as, as the thing that, that she's comfortable interacting with. Take this infinity, make it something that she can understand. So you probably saw where this is going, but that's what... That's what Jesus Christ is, As you have God who has not car inspections, of, but actual infinity, whatever's in it, whatever made it so that He could create the entire universe and sustain it and l- the nature of love and everything else, that's there, and it's more than we can comprehend. But through this human nature, that's like God bending down and is like, hey, um, you can understand a person, right? I'm, I'm Jesus. I, I'm this guy who can walk around. You can imagine me like giving you a hug. You can understand that, right? Yeah, I'm going to say something that's like a little complicated, but it's a, the best answer you can understand that Jesus is God's like peekaboo face. And I don't mean that just to be silly. That the, what we do where we adapt our being down to something that not only can be understood, but can be loved by the baby. That is what it means for God to take on a human nature and make Himself available to us. So Jesus is God making Himself understandable to us and basically coming down to the level where we are. So we'll think about that a little more in a second. Let's take a minute. hear some music, and and uh, and let that sink in as you think about kind of oh yeah. This is God showing up right here for me. again. Okay, everybody, can we get one more round of applause? Because here we have Sydney, my daughter, is coming on the stage. Okay, can you get up there? That's a pretty high stool. Okay, so um, so I was practicing this talk at home, and Sydney was like, "Um, are you going to have me come up on the stage? Because I was talking about her a lot. So this is Sydney, and um, as I was thinking about the stuff that I did when I was a baby... It was so that she, like, you know, so we, she would love me, <laughs> and so that we would still be buddies. Now that she's huge, like she is right now, and the relationship continues. And that's just like God is like, okay, I'll, I'll I will take my infinity down to a certain level for you, but then you'll be ready for a little bit more and a little bit more, and then, uh, you know, it's about like I want, I want to keep, I want to keep having this relationship with you. Do you want to say? Do you want to say anything to everybody? in the microphone. Okay. Can we get one more round of applause for Sydney? All right. Let's go over here. Okay. You think you can step around there? That's awesome. Okay. So thanks, everyone. Um, the, first of all, a couple more notes on this. Um, I really think, like, I'm glad you wanted to come up because human relationship is accommodation. It is God trying to get down on a level we can understand and show us what, what love is. And, and um, Ray was talking me about that song, the song that he just played. You know that that's the Beatles? That's, their, uh, that's like they just recently released that song. It's like, oh, this was based on some, you know, old recordings they had made. Anyway, and he was saying that even though, it, you know, they weren't writing it about a relationship with God, you can obviously see it in there. I think all of life is that accommodation all of life, everything we learn about love, even if we're in a state where we're like, I don't don't think there is such a thing as God and I'm not really interested in that, still God is like showing you the nature of love and kind of singing out to us from every song that's on the radio. I want to read another thing from John as we make a couple last points about what this connection is. No one has seen God at any time no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. And I don't think that just means. So if like the Son is, if it's just, it's just one person, and it's, it's this is figurative language, and the Son is like the, you know, God getting down on on his knees and like, hey, hey, little guy, I'm right there. The word seen, I think, carries more meaning than just, oh, where's God? I can't see Him. Like, is He over there? He's behind some building. Um, there's a common synonym where, where see means understand. There's this saying, which I didn't know if this was just something I knew for some weird reason, but I looked it up online and and asked my wife, and apparently people know this, um, I see, said the blind man, as he picked up his hammer and saw. You guys know that? Nobody hears that and is like, wait, how did the blind man see? Every, the idea that seeing and understanding are, are the same in some way. So I think that that quote from John means, nobody has understood God at any time. I guess this is why people feel like, hey, stop trying to put God in some little box and you know, people who worship in a different way, they may be knowing, yes, there is this huge thing that is God. That we you can't get you can't get what it is. It's too big. It's like if you start to try to learn about how space time continuum works, you're like, what do you? I don't don't get that. But the sun, meaning the the part of God where God has gotten down into a a version we can understand, that's declared who God is. Through that, we can best understand who God is. Because when I'm talking to my daughter when she's two, and I say. Um, no, it's all right. Well, we just have to go to the bank to get the money to do it. And she thinks, oh, the bank, you just get money. She doesn't know about income and you know, we're budgeting and savings all that. I just give her the answer that it's true. It connects back to my reality. But it's, it's not all of my reality. But it is, it is not like I'm faking stuff. It's just I'm putting it in a form where she can connect initially to, to what it is that, that I am. And then as we grow, we can bring her more and more in. So it is. So it is with Jesus. This is the clear, true portal, the best that we can understand into who God is. And this is important because the point of it all is to be joined. Like I was saying, I, 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 it looks like it paid off, all that silly voice I did when Sydney when was little. Now she wants to come up on the stage when I'm doing New Church Live. This is from Secrets of Heaven. The infinite divine being the supreme divine, became joined to the human race by means of the Lord's humanity. Once it had been made divine, and this bond was the reason the Lord came into the world." There's confusion, too, about why did the Jesus thing happen. Was it because God was angry at us and wanted this something, something, appeasement, something? The bond between us and God, the, the love, the connection, the relationship, that's why, that's why Jesus happened. And this last quote that I want to leave you with is particularly why it had to be that God came as a person. God showed Himself to us as a person, the person of Jesus. This is from the New Church Theological Book, True Christianity. It's saying what we are to do what you what we are to do if we want the most effective connection with God is to worship the one God who can be seen that's Jesus you can you can picture that in your mind pretty easily sure we can argue about you know what kind of hair he had but you can picture a person who is God even even when i when i see movies where a person depicts God and even silly movies like um uh um, what's that one where, like, Morgan Freeman is, is God? There's a few of them, I mean, even, like, like, Bruce Almighty and Evan, like, those, any time I see God <laughs> depicted as a, per, as a person in a movie, I'm like, ah, that's something about it, just, like, gets me going. Worship the one God who can be seen, within whom is the God who cannot be seen, like a soul in a body. I'm not asking you to imagine or picture something that's alien. That's what I was trying to show you with the, the, the grown-up adapting to the kid is just like God adapting to us. God is a, a fractal kind of guy that there are usually levels. If, you, if we're talking about something that seems theological and strange, you should be able to see examples of it out there. It's just like you're talking to someone, and let's say, you know, like as I start to get older and my you know hair is falling out and all this stuff, I'm I'm not any less me. My soul is still there. You you know that there's the body which is if, if someone didn't have the body you wouldn't be able to have a conversation with them. But you know there's more in there. There's potential when you're when you're talking with a kid. You love them as they are, but you wouldn't want them to stay like that because you know they got to grow up and do big amazing things and, and become who they are. There is more behind the eyes like a soul and a body. This is the only way we can form a partnership with God. This is the only way. Because we are earthly and we think in earthly ways. You could also swap in tangible ways. And such a partnership must be formed in our thinking and then in the desires that belong to our love. It's got to make sense. And it's got to be something that, f- that you really believe is good. This occurs when we think of God as a human being. Think of God as a person. And what better way to do that than for God to really be a person? And and be a person that you can you can know, think about and give you a hug. You can you can have a dream where he's there and he's like it's all right, I'm taking care of you. You can hear him in the lyrics of the song, like imagining he was saying those lyrics to you. That's what it is to have a human god. So in my humble opinion, that's the easiest way to understand who Jesus is. Just like we adapt, I and mean, we adapt all depending on who we're talking to, you adapt to different personas. you present the part of yourself that that person is going to have the most in common with or camaraderie. or if, if you've got somebody who, if you're a teacher and you've got students, you adapt who you are to try to represent that to them. We do it most uh, noticeably with little kids. We assume this whole different self that is not—you're not putting on a, an act, but what you're doing is you're—you're you're showing the part of yourself that that little thing can love and understand and enjoy being around and bond with. That's what Jesus is. It is God stooping down and and playing peekaboo with us, doing things with us that we can understand and that we can love. So let's. Uh, Let's take a moment to reflect, and we'll say the prayer. As we uh, do this, um, I, I think that the intention of the pra- this, so this the prayer that we're going to say here, uh, the, this is something that came out of the mouth of Jesus. This was one of those things like this is this is a game of of peekaboo, or this is God talking to us in a voice we can understand. And I think there's great great power and great great mystery. And, and so much more in this prayer than you first find in the words. I think there is, like, the infinite God in there. Because I feel like every time I give a talk here at New Church Live, by the time we read the prayer at the end, I'm like, oh, this is exactly about what we've just been talking about. It doesn't matter what it is. This is, like, how we connect. This is like, uh, you know, a grown-up saying to a, a kid, okay, well, listen, you know, if you can just pick up two of your toys, then I'll pick up the rest of them. Okay. And, and that's just because I want to teach you a little bit about like, working and keeping things clean, because that's going to come in handy for you later. So that's what God is giving to us. So this is the Lord's Prayer. You can say it with me. You can just sit with your thoughts, whatever you'd like to do. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen so the last thing i'll leave you with is when you are a if you've ever been around a a little baby and you're doing all the things, you're accommodating yourself to them, you're talking in the voice you think they would like, you're doing in the kind of things you think they would like, you're, you're acting in the way that you think. What's the thing you want the most? You want them to, to be happy to be interacting with you. You want to see them enjoy what you're doing. You want them to laugh when you, like, you know, shake the rattle. And you want to see them laugh, and so you do it as many times as you can. That, there's a truth in that. That's how God feels about us. It's like I'm just, I, you know, the, the thing i am be most excited about is when, uh, when we can connect, that we can make eye contact or, or whatever that is, and, and when you're happy, when, when I can do something and it works and i make you happy. So take that out with you, spread that into the world, and I hope that in, in your new year here, we form that bond that the Lord was trying to do through, through Him accommodating himself to us, and that we can more and more get this understanding, oh, that's what God is doing. I can understand that. I can love that. That's the easiest way to understand who Jesus is.
0: for a great year. You everybody, Happy New Year.